0: Watch out for fireballs, and all of the shows on DuckFeed.tv are listener-supported. If you want to kick us a couple of bucks each month, go to patreon.com duckfeedtv. Once again, that is patreon.com duckfeedtv to support us and get some cool rewards. Thanks.
1: This is a game you
0: Damage. This is Frostcock, And this is Torque. Fill it in for NOS Energy, and we're here to talk it up. Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Okay. <gasps>
2: Now we know that you come to Game Fuel for totally objective reviews, free of all politics and agenda, and that's what we're here to jam into your ear holes, all you fuel housers and nasty boys. When we
0: get done, you're not gonna fuel leave how great this game is. Let's get started
2: with the stats. As you know, here on Game Fuel, we rate games numerically on five categories. Let's go down the list. Okay, Torque, how would you rate the graphics?
0: That's graphics with the next dog. 10 out of 10. You can really see the details of the targets. The lighting effects are tortacular. And sand is so real it can be rows up your crotch front.
2: Right on, man. I can feel that shit up in my dick. Let me just pop a Nas real quick before we continue. Nas and Nas- break. break.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <sighs> Okay, Frostcock, how would you rate the
2: frame rate? Man, the frame rate is a full 60 out of 100. This game is silky smooth. Now, let's talk about the man feel.
0: As our listeners know, man feel is where we rate how much this game makes us feel good in our.
2: What you mean? I mean, sometimes, probably due to society, I I just feel like doing violence to something. I mean, I, I can't help yeah, it. Yeah,
0: man, I hear you. It's, it's yeah. like, like,
2: listen, it's, it's like it's like society just expects me to like violent shit and just wave my
0: dick
1: around like. And
0: f- that's why we're giving Call of Duty Four a ten out of ten. Man feels. It's just
2: wave, wave my dick around like a semaphore. Okay, and what did you think of the shooting? <laughs> The shooting was NOS the chain, okay? Every time I shot one of the targets, you could really feel the impact. And then you could see all of his hit points draining out and pulling at his feet. Like he's standing, like he just got out of a blood shower. And then like, like I just like 360 no-scope this tango. And it's... Hey, hey, hey.
0: Don't you mean NOS scope? (laughs) The only thing that
2: I can NOS with Is another Nas Energy and our next category, hoorah authenticity. Seven six two millimeter, full metal jacket. This game
0: had all the guns and uniforms I come to expect from the franchise. More than ten types of machine guns mean more than ten types of machine fun.
2: The 10 out of 10 for Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. And that's all the time we have for this episode of Game Fuel. Game reviews with all of that context.
0: And now we rejoin our regularly sketch-fueled NOScast
2: already in progress.
1: I'm gonna try it out.
2: Cole, we've made a big mistake. Like, joining the NOS, NOScast, NOS work is probably the stupidest thing we've ever done. Yeah, we fucked
0: up. One of us should have stopped that. I well, like they just drove a dump truck full of energy
2: drinks out to our house.
0: Yeah, that's how they paid us. We really should have asked for money. I know, which so, can
2: be for goods and services. Yeah.
0: All right. Okay, Okay, spilled milk, man. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. We just.
2: I mean, we're, we're contractually obligated now. We just have to continue. Yeah. Full full year of that. Okay. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross, and you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro video games pot. Noscast?
0: Yeah, and this week we're talking about Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, uh, which is a first-person shooter game developed by Infinity Ward and published by Activision for the 360, PS3, and PC in 2007.
2: And this is the game that uh, really kind of defined um, the, this modern set-piece-based first-person shooter. Um, it is more hallway-like than Half-Life, which Half-Life is very hallway-like. Given that most of it takes place in hallways. <laughs> Yes, lots of of hallways and outdoor hallways, alleys, the hallways of outdoors. Precisely, to a think piece.
0: Um, Yeah, yeah, to (laughs) medium.com. Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, so this is uh, kind of taking you from one piece of spectacle to the other, right? Kind of holding your hands and keeping you on a rail, which uh, kind of works. I don't want to get into, into judgments too far, and I think that it succeeds because the shooting works like they built the game around that
2: it, it shoots pretty well um you've got this kind of like snap aiming and uh there are iron sights to make it easier to find your targets when you're kind of uh you know clearing the area um there's a hud that points out threats so like if you get a grenade that's sent towards you, you get a little icon to throw it back um it also tells you which direction the damage came from um and it's actually pretty good i find that those don't always work mm-hmm for you know for me but this one actually probably because in any given situation there are kind of limited directions right that fire could be coming from anyway um it worked for me
0: and uh this also is kind of one of those the first salvo of games like after uh halo 2 where they got rid of a health system there's no health and armor so you just kind of uh take cover and then the bullets are you know push them out of your body with the force <laughs> yeah, of will exactly
2: yeah. yeah yeah there's there's kind of different ways um like with the, the way that you know first-person shooters started handling things post-DOOM when they had uh, hit-scan weapons. And Mm -hmm. this is one of them where it's like, you just get better. Um, (laughs) And then there are other ways where, like, you can have a shield or you can have a cover system. Um, This one, there is no cover system where you can actually kind of peek out from cover. Mm -hmm. So you're going to take damage, but then you're going to spend some time hiding behind a wall. And uh, seeing red.
0: So the pace of combat um, is kind of uh, start and stop a little bit as you're uh, as as you're going through here. Uh, this is the first of the Call of Duty games to kind of leave the World War II era, uh, giving you access to kind of a lot of new toys, including multiple kinds of machine guns, submachine guns, um, assault rifles.
2: There's a super super machine guns. There 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 are liminal machine guns, subliminal machine guns, and ultra liminal machine guns. <laughs> All kinds of machine guns. If you like machine guns, you will like this game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: really, the only difference is uh, the kind of scope that's on it. You know. Yeah. In in reality,
2: like the, there might be more of a difference, but like if, I, if the game was ever expecting me to be excited about finding a thing, like this game is not the game for that. Like
0: I, I can only imagine that somebody who actually knows what these are is like, oh, of course the SAS, you know, the SAS uses that standard issue. They would they would use that on a mission on a boat. Like, well,
2: right. Like like the, there's the, the, the uh, authenticity part. And then there's also the like, you know, oh, this is something that's used for medium to long range where this is used from medium long to long range. <laughs> you know, like there probably is a little bit of a difference. But mm-hmm. for our purposes, like it is just a thing you point at people you want to have die. Exactly.
0: Um, and that, you know, this is just kind of going to be a disclaimer that makes a, a much bigger difference in multiplayer. For the purpose of the story, it's pretty much catch as catch can.
2: Yes. Yeah. And and it also for purposes of disclaiming like I didn't play very much multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um I tried and I I did play some matches. I just never played enough to get good at it um because I'm really bad right. at online competitive shooters. Mm-hmm. Um so hopefully no one's too disappointed and if any like I th- I think that we both like in the end probably like this game. Mm-hmm. Um if the negative things I'm going to say about it if someone's just like oh that's not a problem in multiplayer like well I, I understand. Yeah. You know, like that. that's, I, I'm just claiming right now that I didn't get tons of experience with it and that's not really my bag, baby. Right. So. I played it when I
0: was contemporaneous and I was just as bad then as I probably would be now. So, um, yeah, so this was the first of those two, the first game in the series to leave World War II, uh, the last just war we fought um, and kind of, you know, made it acceptable to set games, you know, in conflicts that resemble
2: things that people are dying in uh, mm-hmm. every day. Right you no know, war- warfares that are modern yes the uh this set this set off like a big boom like the like the the middle eastern you know shooter was like a movement, like we wow. had a world war two shooter craze mm-hmm. and then we now we were and now we're like in the weird like nobody knows what the fuck to do <laughs> future like like the most recent one of these that came out which I don't know very much about, like you play as cops <laughs> oh, B- B- battle Heartline. Heartline. yeah yeah great yeah. like that. that whatever <laughs> um the uh so the, th- this was this was a real sea change, right? And like how shooters were done. Mm-hmm.
0: There were a couple that were set like in Iraq, like places before this, like Full Spectrum Warrior or Conflict Global Terror. Like there was even uh, the Conflict, you know, Desert Storm, uh, one and two. But this was kind of the the big blockbuster success that yeah. uh, that that brought that
2: forward. And this is also a very conflicted game. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, the, this series has a reputation for just being dumb and gross in its politics Um, and this first entry in the modern warfare series is a little bit more nuanced than that Mm -hmm. um so like the kind of the story that you follow and the morals and views on wars are really double-sided like part of it makes it feel a little bit like it's a spec ops thing um, but then that contrast with all kinds of gun porn and like blueprints of bombers and you know uh donald runfield quotes you know about (laughs) war Um, you know, so it, it really kind of talks out of both sides of its mouth in a real weird way that I don't remember. Like when I first played this, I was like, Oh, it's really subversive and like kind of condemns this thing. And then I played it again. It's like, well, you know, there's like a writer on the staff who wanted to do that. Right. You know, or like one of the main plotters or dialogue people want to do that. And then not everyone else was on board.
0: It's uh, what was it? Uh, It was Truffaut. I I pulled this quote out a lot, but it's absolutely true. You can't make a, uh, an anti-war movie. Yeah. It's always going to go, you know, to glorify it. Yeah. Um if there's anything to be said about this is that uh it is not like completely jingoistic rah rah America, let's go kill all the people kind of thing. Yeah. Like
2: it's it's only partly that.
0: Right. Like, and, it, like when there is
2: a little bit of that though.
0: When they do it, it's almost entirely ineffectual and done for laughs.
2: Yeah. <laughs> which
0: yeah. which I found refreshing.
2: Except for like the interstitial stuff. Oh yeah. You know, like which which does doesn't feel ironic. Like the like, you know, here that this is the the missile, the stats on this missile mm-hmm. that can take out this many targets. Like yeah. that did not feel ironic to me mm-hmm. in a weird way. But part of that, I don't know how much of that's revisionist history. Like looking back on the the series mm-hmm. and kind of its grander reputation. Um, multiplayer mode is huge, as we mentioned, and uh, and this this lasted for years and years and years. Um, that's another way this game is kind of. Um, you know, kind of unique in that is that the single-player mode is actually substantial mm-hmm. and has value, whereas a lot of these games are really made of the multiplayer in mind. And the single-player campaign, which is supposed to train you for the multiplayer campaign, is a little bit more of an afterthought. This felt like the single-player campaign was, um, even though it didn't have much lasting effect, mm-hmm. um, it had a huge effect because of that narrative, that kind of nuanced narrative we were talking about right. uh, before. And it uh, was, was a little bit more front and center.
0: This was kind of a, a, a contrast against Battlefield, which was very much lead with multiplayer and have just a very scant um, narrative, uh, mm-hmm. especially on the consoles around this. Like Battlefield was a bit of a follower into this after the success of, uh, of, of Call of Duty. Um, so that multiplayer kind of had some cool stuff to it, too, like the like a leveling system, unlocking stuff. There was a uh, kind of an incentive to get in there and, you know, get better. Right, and mm-hmm. as you as you leveled up, you were able to get things like extra kill streak, um, you know, toys, uh, things that you could fire off if you were doing really, really well. Um, kind of as a uh, rich get richer kind of uh, kind of thing. And also, mm-hmm. they uh, uh, as part of the meta game, they had prestiging, which was just a way for people to uh, take away all these tools that they were leaning on, and uh, you know, give themselves some badass points as they leveled up beyond
2: the max. It's one of the steps of the game, right? Like, after you throw out some negs, mm-hmm. you do some prestiging at the bar, like, by like, <laughs> popping your collar or, like, you know, I don't know, putting a fancy flag in your drink. <laughs> yep. <Put> your <laughs> like the good old Red White and Brew. <laughs> <laughs> brew. Red, Red White and Brew. Red White put a flag in my beer. <laughs> Why isn't there, like, a fireworks liquor store called Red White and Brew? Oh, I'm positive like, there is. Yeah, there's got to be. Let us know, Indiana. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, There is
0: one. It's a it's a catering uh, company and party store in uh, Mesa, Arizona. Oh,
2: oh Arizona was my second guess. That's... <laughs> um, and th- this is the beginning of a trilogy, the, the Modern Warfare trilogy. And there are all these kind of spiritual successors and uh, uh, kind of outliers like Black Ops or Ghost or Advanced Warfare, which uses more future tech.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um and these this uh this company, um the uh, or Infinity Ward did a weird thing where they started ping ponging these games mm-hmm. back and forth between two studios yep. to make sure yeah they had annual releases.
0: Yeah. So tra- each one is a little bit different. So Treyarch took like the Black Ops and was kind of the off the, the off studio until Infinity Ward dissolved after West End Zampella left to uh do respawn mm. and uh, Titanfall, which I'm not sure if that sold at all.
2: Yeah, I don't think it did. Right um very well right but i mean it sounded like a lot of people liked it a lot Uh but like there's just not i don't know we're at this weird saturation point with multiplayer games Mm -hmm. in general i feel like like same thing when you run into it most often with mmos but uh you see it with shooters too it's happening with evolve right now where like you know the Evolve player base has dropped to ridiculous levels Mm -hmm. and uh and and there's just like people they have their games that they like to play with these things, like, it's hard to get people to move en masse to a new yeah. thing.
0: And most of those games people like to play are League of Legends.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, and, 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 and uh, World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. With a little bit of Hearthstone on weekends. <laughs> you know. And that, that's it. We just decided to give Blizzard all of our money. Just when you're on the go. <clears throat> yeah. 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 So, hmm. but yeah, it, it's kind of, a, it's, it's interesting. There's um, The guy who made Evolve wrote an editorial like letter um, being really mad that people were grousing about their DLC policy. Did you see this? Uh kind of, but not really. No. It was really it was very out of touch, but he was just saying like he was mad that people were mad about the DLC because he was saying that they wouldn't have to do it if people would just pay what the game is worth in the first place, which to his mind was $120. Whew. Wow. And he was just like, That's what we want to charge for it, but we can't. <laughs> so we're doing this and at no point was he just like some of that the reason why you have to, like there's no connection where it's like the reason why you have to charge that much mm-hmm. is because of this ridiculous, you know, budget inflation and and development time and everything that comes with these these games that look like this like chill out a little bit, bud. Yeah. Like the, like the payday guys are hugely popular and that game is modest as hell. Mm-hmm. You know, like don't make a game that you would have to charge $120 for in order to recoup the profits. That yeah. means that, you know, you're you're going a little bit too far. Yeah. With that.
0: Possibly. The, um, you can look at that. And there's there's a case to be made for like $60, you know, the fact that that is held as the standard price for the games, you know, mm-hmm. probably isn't good, especially as stuff goes up but the price needs to go down too. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I am not I don't think that it's hard for me to think that a game now, especially given how many of them are just like like you're not buying a product, mm-hmm. like you're just buying buying the files. Mhm. Like, over $60, it's hard for me to imagine. Right. Like, paying more than that. Like, the the only time I'll do that is for a collector's edition where I get, like, tchotchkes. Right. But, like, if I'm not actually getting a physical thing, if I'm paying for files, Mm -hmm. $60 is the most I'm going to pay. Yeah. And that's a stretch. Yeah. You know? So, like, yeah, I, I just, things don't need to be, I don't feel yeah, like they're likely to be adjusted on the consumer end i feel like they need to be adjusted on the development end
0: right i mean and there, there, there's a little bit of a relation to call of duty here which is the series has kind of fallen out of favor it used to be like starting with modern warfare 2 each launch was the most uh you know the highest grossing entertainment launch of you know of all time right mm-hmm. like and that has fallen off kind of substantially with each one like ghost was a huge it was what was a huge not bomb but like it didn't meet meet any kind of expectation around it And advanced warfare was a modest success but only kind of in light of the reduced expectations around it right yeah right like this the, the, this triple a shooter i don't know it's weird especially because it seems so pinned to consoles
2: right now too yeah 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 which is, which is a, a market i don't know very much about but there are people like you you can buy the newest, you can still buy the newest Battlefields and Call of Duties and Seven Elevens in my hometown. <laughs> like, and new, the newest Maddens. Mm-hmm. Like, there are certain, like, console people, console-specific people, console gamers who, like, don't play video games as a whole, really. And I'm not saying this would be disparaging. Like, have fun however you want. But, like, the truth is, like, they just, there are these annual releases they get. Um, my, my ex-brother-in-law, like, he just played Madden, really. Mm-hmm. So every year a new Madden would come out. He'd buy it every year. That was just, like, that was it. Yeah, that was him and games, you know. Um, so that that it, it is a weird subset of the market that is maybe keeping them afloat more than, but that's not going to grow, you know. In the in the in the, the face of like uh, mounting development costs, mm-hmm. I feel like that's going to stay the same or decrease. Right. Anywho, uh, tell us
0: about the plot hole. It's the year twenty eleven. Remember that? Um, I do. Yeah, <laughs> never forget. Yeah, we were recovering from the from the BP oil spill. <laughs>
2: Um, and 10-year anniversary of 9-11? Y-
0: yep. Occupy Wall Street was in full force, and uh, sure. Russia was gearing up for a civil war uh, with the ultranationalists uh, ultranationalist, uh, led by Imran Zakayev. Uh, they were trying to oust the pro-Western loyalists uh, from power. And meanwhile, uh, in a small, unnamed Middle Eastern country, uh, Khaled al-Assad and his terrorist forces led a coup to take over the city. I think we were all touched by the turmoil of that time.
2: Yes, I, I remember it well. Uh, I, I, uh, and, and so, an mission led by the British SAS uh, determines that there's actually a link between the ultra nationalist and Al Assad, and that Al Assad may have gotten uh, his hands on or their hands on Russian nukes. And this sparks a coalition mission to stop both threats before World War Three starts. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun
0: dun dun. Dun dun. And anybody who has played the rest of the series knows World War Three actually does start. Like it yes. happens. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and all your old friends show up Mm -hmm. as cameos. I was reading about. (laughs) Yeah, and you
0: you get super, uh, you get super sad scenes where you know a person named Soap dies.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I know what those words mean separately, but I have no idea what they mean together. Uh, so the game starts with a pretty decent tutorial. Mm-hmm. Um, the the thing that I like about the tutorial is after the the firing range and the, the knifing a watermelon standard section inside is like running the little fake house mm-hmm. in, in a certain amount of time. And that's teaching you to like clear corners and you know be cognizant when you go into a door and use flash grenades and stuff like that. And that, t- that part of the tutorial I think is really pretty effective. Um, and it's timed in a way that like feels kind of fun and good. You know, like, uh, it is, uh, you can, you can see yourself competing. Like he says, like, Oh, no one's gotten that good of a time or like that's decent or what have you. And competing for the best time in that thing. I spent a few tries trying to get it. Because yeah. It was fun.
0: Yeah. I tried to get at least in like the, what I felt was like the middle percentile of that. Like I didn't want to be the worst, but I wanted to at least be on the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. And uh, like that, that's really cool because it teaches you about like squad uh, squad movement. It reminded me of, you know, like Rainbow Six, right? Where you would set up these waypoints and then kind of follow these through.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Even though there's not a lot of that mechanically in the game. Right. Like this is, this just has waypoints painted on the floor, Mm -hmm. but that's not really like that. That's supposed to be happening kind of behind the scenes Mm -hmm. in the actual gameplay. Right. um, And and takes place through AI and such. Mm -hmm. So that's just like a whole mechanic I didn't. Oh yeah, I didn't notice. You're,
0: like you're, you're totally right. It, it's mostly manifested by your squad kind of helping guide your movements. Um, and yeah. you know, like oh, which whichever way they're facing is the way that uh, you know fire is going to be coming from.
2: Right, right. And they don't really advance until you do. But you can be, you can take kind of mildly more risks because you can be assured that they will kind of back you up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like they're mostly pretty inept. And, uh, it, I mean, we'll talk, we'll talk about this when we get into the actual levels, but this game is really weird in that, like, if you just hide behind a wall, an unending G.I. Joe war <laughs> happens where, like, they're just missing each other with bullets forever. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, like, the enemy will never advance. Your guys will never advance. You can just hang out behind a wall and, like, go make a sandwich <laughs> for the most part. Like, every, every once in a while, there will be a grenade. But if you stay in the right place, like, that, that won't happen. Yeah. You know, it's this weird sense of stasis that you are the only thing that can actually influence. Right.
0: Everything is pinned to you, so your squadmates can only kill somebody. You know, if you have killed somebody far away from who they're targeting.
2: Yeah, yeah they'll never. They're never going to snipe your kills.
0: Yeah, what's cool about this
2: tutorial and what
0: kind of gave me this huge aha moment was uh, when you went to the first actual level, this crew expendable, which uh, you know the, the 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 procedures that you're running through were actually preparing you to clear a control room and go down go down these hallways. They mm-hmm. were they, they had made a mock version of this ship.
2: Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And I I would have liked to have seen more of that kind of stuff. Like that kind of planning, you know, planning execution rhythm Mm -hmm. is something I really like in games. Um, And I guess when you're in the shit, it doesn't happen that often. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) like, I really like this as well. This Mm -hmm. is a really cool mission.
0: Yeah. Uh, You're introduced, you know, to uh, Captain Price, who is kind of the main character
2: Mm -hmm. of of, of the series.
0: And also you are playing as Soap McTavish, uh, who is a new recruit to the SAS.
2: Yep. Yeah, who like uh, is is pretty much a complete blank slate
1: mm-hmm.
2: the entire game, but I think that works in this game because of what they how they kind of subvert it later. Right, like the the player identification they do a neat thing with it
1: mm-hmm.
2: as we go on, and it's probably the thing this game is most known for if I had to guess. So this is, this is a real uh, soft target. Like you're going through and these people aren't expecting you, so you're like murdering them in their sleep or mm-hmm. murdering them all drunk. Um, you know just kind of making your way through as a, a stealth operation that is mostly successful mm-hmm. like the shit doesn't hit the fan for a little while
0: right and it's not till you're discovered and when you get to the uh to the cargo hold that everything kind of becomes real um, yeah you find a uh, a nuclear device that uh uh it has markings from uh, fr- from the russians uh and assad and uh, you grab the uh, the manifest right before some
2: mig fighter jets uh scuttle the ship mm-hmm yeah, which makes this kind of a uh, big escape mm-hmm. sequence go down. And this is where, um, you know, this game doesn't do a lot of things to, to kind of glorify military stuff. But one of the things they do really lean heavily on is this like nobody left behind mm-hmm. uh, feeling. And this is the first instance of that. Like that was a recurring theme I was finding where like your captain's not going to abandon you. You know, even though you're grunts, like the ship is literally sinking, you're running through all these bulkheads are are bursting open and, and, uh, you know, the, the floor is tilting wildly and uh, you're just getting encouraged, you know, like no one's going to leave you behind. Mm -hmm. And they're calling out
0: like, okay, go left, go up, you know, go left up here. Like, it feels like an orchestrated, an orchestrated escape. Right, yes. where, where everybody's watching out for each other, and it's it gets your blood pumping. Like this is a really cool set piece. It's a great way to like demonstrate some of the some of the great stuff they do in this game, um, yeah. even down to like the floor tilting like that. I can't remember a time before this when a game did that. Like yeah. where, where the entire level would tip. It's pretty neat. Yeah,
2: sure. Um, and this was kind of a like a, a cold open, kind of a medius race kind of thing because after this we get the actual credits. Mm-hmm. Um, where you find out that the uh, you get a briefing that the president has been kidnapped by Al Assad.
0: Yes, the president of this unnamed Middle Eastern country, which I yes. I have conflicting opinions about them not naming the country. Yeah, <laughs> because on one hand it just says oh they're all the same, but on the other hand it's like well a- 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 as opposed to like uh, you know making Saudi Arabia a rate or whatever like it's yeah. weird.
2: I would feel weird about it regardless, and it's weird that like we have no problem just killing scores of Russians. Mm-hmm. That's probably because there are two factions yeah. of Russians. So they're shown as being like, well, perhaps the truth is somewhere in the middle. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, yeah, it, it is a little bit weird. And I'm like, I I don't know, man, like this is where, like I started feeling kind of squicky about like, no, nah, I mean, this wasn't where, but like with this issue, I guess is what I mean mm-hmm. Yeah, about just going through and killing scores of, of terrorists with no context,
1: mm-hmm.
2: like having, uh, and we'll talk about this in the wrap up, but having like spec ops so fresh in my mind where like one of the themes is, like you don't actually know this whole situation. Right. This game runs with that same bit of theming like you don't have all the information, but doesn't, you know, and for a long time does not contend you condemn you for acting. Right. You know, whereas like that was a big spec ops thing was like, you don't know this situation. Why are you just going through and murdering people? Mm-hmm. This game lets you gleefully murder people with that for a really long time. Yeah. You know.
0: It is it, it is a very kind of naive approach to this yeah. kind of conflict, right?
2: Naive is the is, is the way to, the word I was looking for. Yeah. So and so you, I'm not, not to derail us too much. I but. mean, it's.
0: <laughs> I, I would hope that we can bring some kind of tact to the discussion, you know, about yeah. about shoe bands. So, you know, I, I think that it is it is our place a little bit to to call this out. Like, it's a little bit gross that you're just assuming that anybody who is, you know, in in the area is uh, going to kill you. But uh,
1: yeah, you
2: know. Like literally anyone dressed a certain way, mm-hmm. is is a target, you know, in the in this area, regardless of what they're doing, mm-hmm. um, and it is it's kind of gross. And the, this like tram ride that you're in um, through this uh, mid mid uh, uh, mid east revolution that's going on here mm-hmm. um, also felt like kind of weirdly gross to me. Like it just like it, it felt like it was looking down its nose a little bit. To me, about what was going on, like, there can just be a bloody revolution. I get it. Um, But it felt a little bit like it was supposed to be, like, I was supposed to come away from it thinking, like, oh, these savages, you know, they're doing this to their own country, like, killing their own countrymen, blowing up their own city Mm -hmm. and stuff.
0: Yeah. Throughout this, you're hearing the entire kind of, like, motivation speech from Al-Assad. And really, there's nothing, there's not too much nuance to it. Right, it's you know the 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 Westerners they're on our soil, et cetera, et cetera. It's the same thing we've heard over and over again. So there's not even like that kind of wrinkle to bring, you know, to 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 bring some art to it. Like you could say this is this is ripped from the front pages, the front pages of a Tom Clancy novel.
2: Yeah, yeah, the first few pages. Yeah, like. Quantico at sunset. <laughs> uh, I, I cleaned my gun and <laughs> waited for the dispatch from from command. So I, I could write a Tom um, Clancy novel. Uh, the, uh, and it turns out the big twist for this section is that you are actually the president they're talking about and you get executed. I,
0: I liked that. Point. It was very, it was, it was effective. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like I, I
2: assumed I, that I was a political person of some import, but was not expecting necessarily to have my, like they do a lot of interesting things in this game with your POV. Mm-hmm. Um, and this plays into that big twist later that I was talking about alluding to. But yeah. by shifting your POV between different characters, they do some neat stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: I forget. What does the guy say right before he shoots? Oh, he's like, good night, Mr. President, or something like that? Yeah,
2: so, something like that. I think he says, happy birthday, Mr. President. And then he, <laughs> he puts his middle fingers on each nipple. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this game gets weird.
2: It's, yeah, it is really weird. It's actually by Suda51 under a pseudonym. Oh, man. Suda51 <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah,
0: but um, yeah. So I I, I felt like it was a, effective, you know, if if not just from like a cinematic point of view. You're right about it kind of being gross. Like I, I went yeah.
2: I went along with that. Like I, I like it. It did have that emotional effect. Mm-hmm. on me but it felt like a weird kind of like I felt manipulated in a way yeah I, I mean it's, it's kind of hard to articulate and this is probably making me sound like real pansy <laughs> to people listening but I, I just kind of like it rankle wr- I had a dissonance mm-hmm. with it even though it was working if like I just wanted to like put my mind to sleep and and you know hate some some freedom haters <laughs> you know like like I hate these people without knowing the context of their war or why they're revolting mm-hmm. or anything like that you know like they certainly do seem like scumbags mmm you know, like it, it did a good job of presenting that.
1: Yeah.
0: No. Um, yeah. And the context that was provided was just the the, the most boilerplate version of that. So
2: yeah, that that's the thing is like we don't, you know, it just it felt like I mean, in a weird way, like modern war is a really terrible subject for games. Mm-hmm. Not in a weird way, in a very direct, inarguable <laughs> way. Yeah. Like modern war is a pretty shitty subject for games, um, and that's what I'm reacting to, and will probably continue to react to. And <laughs> I apologize if I if I'm remembering these emotions and keep bringing them up mm-hmm. in the conversation, but like that was what I was feeling. It was just a little bit like this. I don't know the whole story here. This feels weird. It's a part of the experience. Yeah. So then we're, then we're on a Blackout.
0: Blackout, yes, and this is kind of the first of the missions in the Russian theater. We're going to be ping-ponging back and forth between uh, Russia uh,
2: and the Middle East. Yeah, and I don't know if you feel the same way, but I feel like the Russian stuff fares significantly better. Yes. Um, For me, um, partly just because I like the characters more, and partly because there wasn't that you know, it didn't feel like I didn't have that dissonance with that. Even from like a it,
0: gameplay stand of, uh, you know like point of view, the Middle East version uh, missions are pretty much just combat hallways, whereas these yeah. are kind of more wide open um, uh, locales that have smaller micro environments inside of them. These small buildings or like villages that you're trying to you know clear by, uh, point by point.
2: Yeah, you're you're more uh, with a small team mm-hmm. in this, and you're less of the leader. Like you actually get commanded in these in these missions, which I really like. Yeah, like them just being like, Soap, take out that guy." Mm-hmm. Like okay, yeah, well, like I can dig that. Yeah, and, um, and Captain
0: Price is a good character, and I, I yeah. like I like it whenever a game takes the you know makes the protagonist somebody that you don't play.
2: Yeah, yeah, there we go. Very cool. So this is this is a nighttime uh, mountain village raid, and you're trying to rescue uh, an informant yeah. that you have. Yeah.
0: So which I am you know talk about like a confusing distinction between loyalist and ultra nationalist. Yeah. <laughs> It took me forever to figure out, OK, so am I am I like siding with the neo-Soviet's here because they are. Oh, oh, wait, who's who are the ones who are
2: endorsing terrorism? Wait, what? Neither of yeah. those
0: like inspires an immediate gut reaction.
2: No, no. But again, like I, I liked that, though, mm-hmm. because it, it sounded complicated right. in a way that like it seems like it should. Um, you're introduced to Claymore Mines here. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of set up these traps outside the doors of these like, and these, I love these little micro environment things. Like there's, they don't go very far with environmental storytelling, you know, but like when you find like a couple ultra nationalist soldiers and you find like a card table, Mm -hmm. they're sitting around, like it does kind of give you a sense that like there's a real world around you. And these are not just things to shoot. Mm -hmm.
0: They're like listening to radio.
2: Yeah. I dig that. Like, I think that's really cool. They didn't go very far with it, but I like what they did significantly more. Mm-hmm. um so after you murder a bunch of them the uh the loyalists spring out from the grass uh in the field to meet you I like which is that. really cool there's a, <laughs> there's a couple of really awesome camouflage scenes
1: mm-hmm.
2: in this game
0: yeah uh yeah they just they just stand right up and i'm wondering what kind of trick they did in order to hide that just because it does appear that they come out of nowhere
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: um it's very cool and this leads you to your first kind of sniper section uh which is really successful i think i yeah. like the sniping in this game a lot
2: yeah me too like no i usually don't mm-hmm. Like it's almost always a part in a game where it's like, well, you know, I'm gonna get overwhelmed and my my field of managing my like wide field of view mm-hmm. versus my zoomed in field of view is gonna become a chore, mm-hmm. and uh, it doesn't at all in this game. Yeah, like the uh, the the sniper heavy mission is is a real highlight as well, mm-hmm. and uh, I would I would go as far as to say all the sniping works pretty well.
0: Yeah, Here, you, you almost don't, you almost always have somebody who's spotting for you. As well, yeah, which is how of, snipers work, yeah, giving you like an indication because one of you has to be real zoomed in, the other of you has to be really zoomed out. And uh, this you know acts as a little bit of a tutorial about holding your breath before you shoot, or you know, kind of understanding that certain materials you can shoot through they're mm-hmm. not entirely bulletproof. Um, and uh, that pays off pretty, pretty well here. Like you're trying to take out machine gunners who think they're invulnerable, but they're just behind you know drywall, so you take them out yeah. that way, yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we're kind of in these missions going to go from like set piece to set piece <laughs> because yeah. the connective tissue is just walk down a hallway and shoot a guy.
2: Yeah. Like you spend a lot of time just shooting guys who jump out mm-hmm. at you. So like the, the points of interest are where we're going to, we're going to hit, um, you end up using this kind of, you're doing this assault on this uh, power station mm-hmm. up this hill on this power station, um, in order to cut the power, um, in order to get, uh, extract the, uh, the informant. hmm And this is where, um, after you get to kind of rappel down to the informant's house, this is where you get the night vision Mm -hmm. tutorial as far as a set piece. Like, going to this house where you're the only person who can see Mm -hmm. is also a really cool little moment. um, Where everyone's just kind of standing around like an idiot while you shoot them in the dark. Yep.
0: Yeah. It's uh, it's really atmospheric. It works very well. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And you rescue your guy, uh, Nikolai, who uh, Mm -hmm. ends up being a bro throughout.
2: Yeah. Nikolai's a good guy.
0: So we leave. Uh, we leave Russia. We go back to uh, the Middle East with Charlie. Don't surf uh, with a uh, uh, an introduction that might as well have right of the Valkyries playing under it.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the reference and that's the idea. Yep. Behind it. Um, and we are to our second main character, uh, U.S. MC Paul Jackson. He was a, he's a he's a black fellow. Yeah, which yeah. is cool. Um, this is an assault on Al Assad, and uh, it's like this helicopter entry over the Gulf, where you're riding along the helicopter which is pretty cool
0: yeah uh pretty impressive i think for the time to uh to see this entire city uh put mm-hmm. out in front of you and uh, uh it's not just like a like a skybox there's actually stuff happening uh, in the background as you see kind of the 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 signs of this war from a distance mm-hmm. and this whole mission is fighting through a mid-eastern city <laughs> yes
2: you know making through just killing a village you know it takes a village <laughs>
0: to to get killed Some, sometimes you have to destroy a village to save it that's mcnamara yeah,
2: yeah. The uh, and, and you're making your way to a TV station mm-hmm. here um, because you think Al-Assad is broadcasting from there. Um, you clear out the control room. The first, uh, the large room with the desks, yeah. the first one that's really tricky. Yeah. This is the first, like, challenging point for me in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of what we talked about earlier with your squad perhaps not being quite aggressive enough. Mm-hmm um to to clear out kind of a landing zone so what i would ultimately do a lot of the time is take a lot of risks that i would never take in real life like i'm just gonna get shot like seven times to get to this <laughs> this perch you know Which, um like throwing up
0: and getting shot are two things i try to avoid at all costs
2: yeah i've never been shot um <laughs> and i don't i'd really like to die having not been shot right um that is my goal yeah the uh, So, like, you just, like, run through a bunch of gunfire to get to, a like, an office across the hallway mm-hmm. in order to make your stand there. Like, I just kind of kept doing that. Or running into a room that was full of guys, shooting them while they shot me, just knowing that my magic health regen mm-hmm. would mean I could take three or four shotgun blasts and be okay.
0: Yeah. This is uh, difficult, uh, too because fire can come from any direction whereas yeah. kind of prior to this you know everything kind of comes from in front of you with very rare moments of flanking like this is this is very much kind of a wide open um kind of ballroom blitz yes and yeah. uh,
2: I mean, first of all there's a there's a tango in the back <laughs> He's going to attack and his 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 robes are as white as the sun the um so we get to the TV station there's a, they're actually playing the broadcast on a loop mm mm-hmm they fooled you the oldest trick in the book yeah rascals they couldn't have have watched it long enough for it to loop (laughs) to realize it was looping like dude give me a fucking break we have to act unilaterally very quickly we're men of action gary like is it it like a like a 12-hour loop maybe like i like i feel like you should know that this looped but (laughs) maybe it's like a tool
0: album It, it, it ends where it begins
2: yeah exactly and there's like a 15 seconds of silence at the end before like it's just a voice going life feeds on life feeds <laughs> on life. this is necessary <laughs> which happens at the end of undertow i think um which like come on guys Again. this is necessary yeah insightful
0: point tool to tool tool is beyond saving gary
2: yeah, hey, I know. But a lot of people really love that band. I know. Like, people with respectful opinions. It's kind of crazy to me. Like, I mean, I get If you give them the music, I can get it. But, like, mm-hmm. boy, is that sophomoric. <laughs> this is necessary. Uh, um Yeah. But, but uh, uh, <laughs> like, we're, we're cynical about it, but also the characters are also cynical mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Which is cool.
0: Um, my One of my favorite story beats in the game happens when uh, uh, one of your squad mates replaces the broadcast loop with some hip hop. Mm hmm. Yeah and then yeah. He, and then he shouts "Ura." I want to follow the movie. I want to see the like the side story, the Guiden game where the hip hop starts its own revolution.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like where, a we're, we're, dancing revolution.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, awesome. where where the youth starts taking to the street with dance-based combat. In order that would to... be That
2: would like, be pretty incredible. I want Jet Set Baghdad Gary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um if you never if you never seen it, um this is not exactly the same, but uh you ever seen uh, Generation Kill no, it's uh, it's the guy who did uh, The Wire. It's his like twelve episode miniseries. After that, that deals with uh, the Iraq War, and it has a lot of like the soldiers being cynical in downtime. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like Jarhead. Yeah, you like, seen that I movie? Like, too? Yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, I do too. Like where were just like, hey, actually, war is like brief moments of terror punctuated by long stretches of like masturbating and hoping nobody sees you because you're bored. <laughs> um, it's like a, of that school. Um, but but yeah, both of which are recommended mm-hmm. uh, generation kill is really cool. Yeah. And it does have a little bit of this kind of like, you know, uh, sympathy for the soldiers as mm-hmm. as not being, you know, agents necessarily in this, mm-hmm. but also being, you know, kind of victims as well. Right. Like everyone is a victim in war. Right. You know.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So uh, now it's time to figure out where this uh, this guy actually ran off to. But first, we have to save a tank because no tank yeah. left behind either.
2: We will save every piece of equipment. Um, So, again, you uh, kill a couple buildings worth of people. And then uh, you get your your javelin uh, anti-armor weapon to clear these tanks off the overpass in this little set piece where the the downed Abram tank is. Yes. Abram tank,
0: the War Pig.
2: (laughs) Yes, War Pig, Um, which which gets its own highlight chapter later. Yes, it does. Uh, War Pig is really the main character of this game. Yeah i was that's baffling right yeah like when they, they, they were they trying to sell a toy like it's just like, yeah well, exactly i was Da-da-da-da. just saying like at no point do they actually play war pigs <laughs>
0: the, the black sabbath song where ozzy osbourne rhymes masses with masses yeah yep i like that song a lot I, that's um, a
2: great song yeah. i forgive him <laughs>
0: But, um, yeah, this javelin's pretty cool. This is uh, one of my favorite pieces of, like, just military tech that they put in, mm-hmm. you know, where you are firing this missile that uh, goes out and then immediately shoots upward so you can, like, shoot uh, over buildings
2: and stuff. Yeah.
0: You know, to lock onto these tanks over there. Um, it doesn't make nearly enough appearances, I
1: think.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty rare. Um, so you protect it long enough. Um, you have to destroy this anti-air gun so the engineering team can get in. And uh, you call an air support to clear the landing zone um, in order to get them in, mm-hmm. which is kind of like once you've actually killed enough people, it just kind of shows this. Again, it's just like supposed to be a feel good moment
1: mm-hmm.
2: as uh, as the cavalry comes in and destroys a bunch of dudes. Yeah.
0: And, you know, it's 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 hard to point out like areas where this kind of varies in play because like, yeah, you can say this is like defending, uh, you know, a place. But really, you're just killing as many of them as possible to clear it out. So, it's
2: not even like
0: survive as long as you can here.
2: The moment to moment gameplay doesn't change very much in this game whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, to where, like, when it does, it feels really different. For the most part, just rest assured that what you're doing is moving between pieces of cover, making incremental progress forward, killing people.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's what you do in this game.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, almost exclusively. Uh, so, up, to, we're, we're back in the Russian front with Hunted. Um, where Soap and Price have been downed in enemy territory.
0: Right. And uh, I don't remember this happening at the end of the previous mission, so I, mm-hmm. I don't have any context where this comes from. But regardless, uh, it is it is nighttime, and you are very much behind enemy lines. Uh, yes. You know, to the point where you're kind of seeing what the ultra uh, uh, yeah, nationalists are doing to the innocent bystanders down here with a cool little scene where you rescue an old man from some uh, um, thugs who
2: are kind of like given in the business, right? It's real. It's real weird after you rescue him and he walks up to you and gives you an extra life. Like it feels really strange. The, um,
0: Everybody deserves it a second a chance.
2: <laughs> it's a me, Russian Mario. Um, I have
0: a cold, Gary.
2: No, it. It's okay. The uh, uh, yeah. So so this is a little stealthier. Like when it's the Russian front, always seems to be like you versus overwhelming masses. Which is super cool. Um, there's a part where you have to avoid this helicopter spotlight that goes through, which is again something I usually find to be a bummer mm-hmm. in games that works okay here because the consequence for getting caught for like mandatory stealth things is almost never actual failure or death. Right. Like you can almost always fight your way out of the situation if you like. Right. Which in a weird way, this game kind of respects player choice, even though it very rarely gives it to you, mm-hmm. like in the first point place, but when it does, it respects it.
0: Yeah. And uh, that's pretty refreshing in a game that mm-hmm. is that that is very much on rails uh, most of the time as well. Uh, I was uh, I was caught off guard by that. Um, as you uh, kind of go through here, what I didn't like was them making me kill
2: dogs. Yeah, tons of dogs to kill. Yeah, yeah. So uh, like, I don't like killing dogs. I also don't like the mechanics of killing dogs mm-hmm. in this game, where like it's this little quick time event, um, where you have to like actually time your button press, but it doesn't. Like that's not clear. It doesn't at first. indicate it. Yeah, like it, it is a timed thing. It's not just a pound on V to slash its throat. So if you don't press it at the right time, you just wait for it to slash your throat mm-hmm. before slashing its throat, um, which is a bummer.
0: Yeah, uh, they're easy enough to take out because they just kind of run in a straight line at you, but uh, they're yeah. often mixed in with other troops. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a cool fight here with uh, uh, where you're trying to take down a, a, a chopper with uh, with a stinger from a barn. Mm -hmm. Um, I like that all this takes place on farmland
2: yeah yeah it's much more interesting environment than like the other half of the game too yeah Um, yeah, I dig it yeah so after you you do so um, an AC 131 is called in to provide cover and this is another really famous mission from this game affirmative
1: crew you are clear to engage but do not fire on the church kaboom more enemy personnel
0: um, I would call this probably, like, this is the one that comes to mind the most when I think of this game, actually. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. This there's, is, there's a couple of very famous parts, and this is one of them.
0: This is uh, Death from Above, and it starts out with some of the most egregious gun porn I've ever seen in a game.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the all the stats and blueprints and stuff like that. <laughs> the, the snap <laughs>
0: zooms on Gatling guns and, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, like it's like the opening credits to an Iron Man, <laughs> except they would do it with his armor instead of the guns. Right. Well, that's what it looks like. Um, so, so this whole this whole level is like photographic, uh, kind of like representation, like black grayscale cameras, <laughs> of of units moving below you, and you protecting from a gunship.
1: Yeah.
2: Um,
0: it's a uh, it's it, a relatively uh, realistic like infrared scope with like a grain on it. Yeah. Um, and you uh, have to select okay which is going to be hot white or black, um, and those are good for you know kind of finding and sussing out different things. And, like, the, this entire chapter looks like, you know, war coverage of the Kosovo invasion yes. <laughs> from, like, 1998 is what this, it, like, draws, draw, draws to mind.
2: And the, the whole thing, like, you're constantly moving in this, like, kind of, like, waltzing pattern <laughs> that made me really nauseated.
0: Yeah. My, uh, my parents, they, uh, they, they love the Smithsonian Network. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a, a show on there called Aerial America. Which is nothing but a very uh, kind of calming narrator talking about the Hearst Mansion as they have, I, I don't know if they're in choppers or planes, but these very long sweeping like rotational shots with a very like uh, wide open depth of field rotating very quickly around these like landscapes. It is the most nauseating thing you've ever seen yeah, because, that sounds awful. <laughs> because they like they will cut from clockwise to counterclockwise movements on the shots Mm, (laughs) so they'll watch it like i'm sorry i need to go throw up and like read in my room until you're done watching this stupid ariel america show yeah that's that's what this feels like
2: yeah it 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 does it does make me make me sick not for the ways it wants me to make me sick (laughs) which i think is like this is one of the times the game actually approaches outright kind of commentary or, or, you know, maybe not satire, but, like, commentary on this. Mm-hmm. Because the uh, while this is happening and you're just murdering tons of people, trucks full of people, mm-hmm. you have this audio of uh, soldiers, you know, kind of commenting on it very dispassionately. Looks like we got him Yeah. Kaboom. <laughs> you know, just kind of doing that over and over. And, like, it's like, oh, you know, I'm actually committing horrific acts and nobody gives a shit. Mm-hmm um this actually feels like the game has something to say yeah you know for for once
0: it's a video game talking about how much war has become like a game yes by removing people from the actual field of consequence right yes and you know (laughs) but not making the other the the other point which is kind of grosser which is you have to be down and see a man as you kill him like but yeah you know it has like even a nuance on that like they give you wrong information about what you're supposed to shoot like, yeah. it's very vague. It's like, oh, nobody knows what they're doing, but we are wielding death from, like, five different cannons. We just saw them. Like, like somebody came all over those guns as we were, like, yeah,
2: <laughs> Exactly. We're, we're firing the Dixon Averro <laughs> from, from our gunship. Um, and, and that's the thing that, like, when I say that this game has a weird kind of identity crisis, like, this stands in contrast with the, like, where is that nuance when you're just killing a village full of people? Mm-hmm you know, with no information. Like, this feels like it's saying something that feels like it isn't right? to me. Um, and that's kind of weird. And this isn't repeated. Like, the, this game goes from set piece to set piece and repeats very few of its tricks, which is, like, another reason why I think this game is ultimately worth playing, kind of a success, is because it's six hours long and doesn't repeat itself. Right. Which is something I want all games to do, yeah, more or less. <laughs> which is crazy yeah.
0: to think about this, you know, overwrought kind of uh just uh overproduced uh you, you know spectacle and say it has restraint
2: yeah 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 which it does you know um so next it's it's war pigs time to shine and um, we're extracting the abrams <laughs> tank a lot of times spent on this fucking tank uh, <laughs> and uh this is a long kind of hallway but you get to you're actually finally getting to team up with well, do you think that like one of the designer's daughter's name was Warpig and this is a Mary Sue character? Like Warpig is a total Mary Sue
0: in Call of Duty 4. Maybe he actually worked on Abrams tanks in the in the war. Like, yeah. He's just like, I gotta get him in there. Yeah. What am I gonna do? Let's like in, in loving memory of Warpig. Yeah. War Warpig was my grandfather. Yeah. This is his story. Poor Warpig. <laughs> but um, um boy oh boy is this an is, is this a boring
2: mission yeah <sighs> yeah it is literally just going through a city murdering people with a tank helping you
0: yeah like it's being slowed down by a tank too because tanks they ain't go fast
2: no no it's not it's not war cheetah <laughs> it's war pigs snorfling in the dirt <laughs> Look, uh, looking
0: <laughs> looking for bomb truffles
2: yeah, yeah snorflin in war dirt <laughs> war sloth um <laughs> fucking war pig (laughs) Uh, you just kind of go to and there's no real narrative reason for this either you're just like we got to kill enough people to get to a helicopter that we could have went to anyway yeah um so you go go there to this uh place where al-assad uh is pinned down in the capital city Mm -hmm. and the game feels like it is going towards a climax which is cool in a way it is like shit's about to
0: get real real
2: yeah like and it feels like i mean this is going to be a two-hour game (laughs) um which might have been a little bit too short Mm mm-hmm because um, then you get to the, the of the three like famous moments of this game, you get to the second one here, right? Uh, which is shock and awe.
0: So you find out that they have this warhead and the mission is, OK, we need to get as many people out of here as possible. But there is uh, there's green rescue smoke that goes up uh, kind of across the city and you have to go and, you know, rescue them because, again, no man left behind. Right.
2: Right. Right. No, no, no military man left behind. Tons of civilians left behind. Oh, my
0: gosh. Like, it's a, it's horrible. (laughs)
2: Scores and scores of (laughs) civilians left behind.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, And we don't, we won't talk about those guys. Like, (laughs) they don't actually even get shown. Right. But (laughs) they're just implied deaths. Uh, But just no, no individual military man left behind. Mm -hmm. Um, So, again, this is just, it's the Middle East mission. So, it's just going down hallways of shooting. Mm -hmm. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah.
0: And maybe there's like more dudes shooting at you for more kind of angles, but that's just about it. Yeah. Yeah. The kind of uh the, the 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 you know climax of the part where you're still alive in this is trying to extract this female helicopter pilot, right? So, you know, the 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 bomb is ready to go off. Um and you have like a very limited amount of time, but you're kind of making this, you know, final sacrifice in order to get this person out, which you're all doomed anyway, but you're just trying right. to make sure you get into heaven.
2: Well, you, you wouldn't be doomed. Like the the guy on the radio explicitly says, like if you don't get out now, you won't be at a safe distance. Right. If that nuke goes off, if you leave now, you'll be fine. If you go back and no man left behind, yeah, uh, you you'll you won't be probably. Mm-hmm. And you decide to take the risk. Right. Um. Yeah. And the uh, and you you do if for a second it feels like you you make it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You're in the helicopter, but the nuke goes off, and uh, the EMP knocks out your helicopter. And down you go.
0: Yeah. And uh, this is a bummer. This is kind of the thing that stuck out most to me when I played it the first time as like the emotional core of the mm. of the video game or, you know, of, of the video game. Yes. God, sorry, cough medicine, you guys. <laughs> if you can't tell from my voice, I'm very sick. So if I'm dumber than usual, that's why. Um, but uh, But yeah, like you have just been nuked. Yeah, You you weren't like in the in the in the proper blast zone, but this is a whole section of game dedicated to showing you how hopeless that situation is as you crawl out of this helicopter into a literal hell.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and die. And this is, you know, set up as your second main character Mm -hmm. and he is no more, Um, which like is really emotionally affecting and a very memorable scene that like I don't have a lot of attachment to this guy. Right. You know, and it does again. And this is just me being a fucking hippy-dippy hippie liberal. Like the weird highlighting of this one character dying in the face of just uncounting, uncounted civilian casualties mm-hmm. that happened in this is just kind of feels dissonant to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it feels like the focus is myopic in a way that is meant to make you feel like it feels manipulative.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's not the the whole
2: story. In
0: the broader context of the series, like the, the the main bad guy of the second or third game, the reason he does what he does is because there wasn't enough attention paid to how horrible this was. Well, that's good. But it he's doesn't, the bad it doesn't, guy.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it, well, it's a bad guy and it doesn't speak to... Well, having a bad guy with a nuanced motivation oh, yeah. is great. Yeah. But it doesn't speak to this as an individual work. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if they're going to kind of address it two sequels down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, like this does work. It is affecting. I like it. It also plays in like an underlying kind of political grossness mm. about this game.
0: Yeah. And also says nuclear weapons are bad. Okay, cool. Right.
2: Yeah, we know.
0: Godzilla um, told me that.
2: Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah. So so after that, um, you know, and the game does not end there, which would have been ballsy as shit. Um, <laughs> but then instead, uh, we go to safe house. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and you're kind of narrowing in because you find out that uh, Al-Assad has escaped into southern Russia, uh, headed to uh, Azerbaijan.
2: Yes. Yeah. Um, So you're clearing a village, going house to house, murdering people. You can call in these helicopter strikes on the houses, Mm -hmm. which just shoot at the windows. Right. Um, But it's pretty fun, and they have a cooldown. that, you know, it feels gamey to me, but sure. Yep. You know. Um, Yeah, but this is a fairly fun mission. Yeah. Like, again, anytime I'm in a house, I'm into it Mm -hmm. in this game.
0: Yeah. Uh, Anytime you're kind of assessing the best way into this place um, and uh, trying to figure out where threats are coming from, where they're likely to be going to, um, it it works out really well. And trying to conserve that resource on that cooldown, it feels gamey, but it feels gamey because it, you know, it feels like they designed it to be fun to play. Yeah. 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 This chapter works. This is fun. Um, this ends with uh, Price interrogating uh, Al-Assad, right? The guy who's responsible for all these deaths. Um, and, uh, you know, turns out that he's
2: kind of a patsy. Yes. From uh, Imred Zakharov.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: uh, he is executed unceremoniously which because he has to because he set off that nuke. Mm-hmm. And then we get a flashback, which is another thing this game does that's kind of neat. You know, it kind of uh, uh, belies a, a wider scope to the story than you might expect from a Call of Duty game. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of going back to this motivation mm-hmm. um, with the third of the major, you know, kind of famous scenes in this game uh, all gillion up.
1: all
0: gillied up and uh, kind of leading into one shot, one kill. This is 15 years ago. Are um, you 15 years before the events of the, of, of the uh, game uh, where you are playing as captain price with his, uh, with his commander and you are making a, a kind of an incursion into Pripyat and Chernobyl.
2: Yes. And this is, this is, these two chapters are my favorite in the game. Yeah. Gameplay wise. Like this is the cool, like this is the best payoff dramatically at the end. Like I actually like these characters, you know, I'm in Chernobyl. Which I just like. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm interested in Pripyat. I like, I like Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. Um, did I ever tell you that I on eBay I ordered uh, Russian uh, soldiers and scientists who went into Chernobyl to try to rescue people were given a, a unique medal that I bought off of eBay? Oh, wow. Um, that I have. That is like, which in, in the end now seems kind of sad. Like, either somebody sold this because they're in hard times or it's some dead, right. you know, Russian hero who did this. But... Uh, it's it's really neat. Like it has this little symbol of blood drops with this kind of like danger thing around it. This like oh, really wow. weird kind of symbolism for radiation. Huh. Um. Pretty neat. And the uh, yeah that that whole thing is fascinating too. Like the way that the, the Russian government handled that. Mm-hmm. Super shitty. Yeah. Um. Pretty bad. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. This is this is kind of a unique uh you know visually um uh, it has a unique visual aspect to it too because this is not a city that is in the middle of a war. It, it's all desolate.
2: Yeah. yeah yep yep and uh so and you're the reason why it's called all gillied up is because you're in a gilly suit mm-hmm. which is a, a like a swamp thing costume <laughs> yeah. that makes you invisible if you're in tall grass right like like a ratta ratatat <laughs> or a ratata, yes or a pidgey well, no, um, or is it better okay
0: yeah. all 150 let's go all right zoopat balbazaar whirlywig <laughs> crumble zapdos um yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, this is uh, this is kind of a uh, uh, very touch-and-go kind of mission where you are proceeding inch by inch uh, through this area trying to take out these uh, these
2: Russian soldiers. Yeah, and as we mentioned, the sniping is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a part where you are in your uh, ghillie suit and soldiers are heading towards you mm-hmm. en masse and there's nothing you can do about it. Like, you can't <laughs> circumvent them. So tense. I love that. Yeah, this is awesome. Where, like, you just literally just stay, late, you know, laying down. Mm-hmm. And uh, a- you, you can have a tank go over you. <laughs> yep. Like, you, you can go uh, under a tank mm-hmm. here.
0: It's like, okay, watch where they're going and try and get in between a lane of them, but don't move too quickly or else you're done for. Like, just the, uh, it's like a horror movie where, yeah. you know, Jason's in the same room and, like, can he smell me or not?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Um, And there are these radiation clouds which aren't really used very much. Not really. As a gameplay mechanic. It's just, like, instead of walls. Mm-hmm. Like just areas you can't go to.
0: Like in the Bionic Commando game.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and eventually um, you get to the outskirts uh, into Propriot, which has been abandoned, and you go to one shot, one kill. Yes, which is a great uh,
0: great set piece, which uh, teaches you an awful lot about uh, what goes into sniping.
2: Yeah, like it feels educational. Like this stuff isn't useful from a gameplay perspective after this. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting now. Like, hey, did you know that snipers have to take into account, like, the curve of the earth and mm-hmm. wind and, you know, all of this stuff? Yeah. Oh, I do now.
0: Also, the rotation of the earth. How about that?
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, it is, all of these things are important mm-hmm. um, when you're shooting over long distances. Yeah. And uh, so you're shooting, trying to shoot at Zakharov. Um, and regardless of how well you shoot, it doesn't matter because you just end up taking his arm off. Right. It feels like a puzzle
0: is what it feels like because you're just kind of like watching it's almost comedic how things will get in front of your
2: shot yeah yeah like a like a like a, a naked gun yeah movie or something like that it's like where Austin it's gonna cover up nudity yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah baby yeah yeah one shot one kill
0: baby yeah um boy that gun feels powerful too like when, yeah. it, when it when it does take a Kev's arm off like that feels totally appropriate
2: yeah yeah um and, and it's just it always takes his arm off there's nothing you can do right to actually kill him because it's a flashback. You're not going to run into a paradox, like a like, solid type thing. <laughs>
0: Revolver Ocelot comes in.
2: Yeah. Just, no, that's not how it happened. <laughs> um, so at, that's just the beginning of the mission because after you do that, they find out that you're there and you have to escape. Mm-hmm. And this is also super, super tense. Yeah. Um, this whole section mm-hmm. um, where, like, there's, there's a helicopter. That like is coming after you. Where you have to, you can shoot. You're in You have a sniper rifle. You're fucking Superman. Like <laughs> you can shoot the 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 driver, of the the helicopter, uh, between the windows. And it ends with this very very cool set piece mm-hmm. when you eventually get there, where McMillan has been hurt. Yeah, his leg is shot. Yeah. So you carry him around and can set him up like a turret, like where he'll cover you. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> you have to survive. Feels super
0: undignified. <laughs> like move me yeah. over there
2: so I can shoot. Yeah. yeah. I know. Throw me. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon, Throw me. Uh, <laughs>
0: Man, that was really not a high point of that show, was it? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just wanted Park to make Street sure.
2: Not am uh, I'm gonna say he's not a national treasure. Yeah, I don't. I'm not that big of a fan. Uh, no. out, outside of inner space. <laughs> yeah, in or inside of inner space, <laughs> as it were.
0: Yeah. Um, um. Yeah, but that like that. That's that's really cool because like the first half of that escape mission feels like the normal one. But when you take this when you take this helicopter out and it crashes into him. And like he slows you down a lot and it becomes a much more methodically paced, you know, kind of ramp up to this, you know, Ferris wheel, the famous Ferris wheel uh, that's in the center of Pripyat, right?
2: It's also a way better expression of the no man left behind theming Mm -hmm. than we've seen this point up until this point. They've just been saying, like, you've either been the recipient of it too early for you to have context or you've been the, you know, the person who's acting on it. Again, with no emotional attachment. Like mm-hmm. I didn't give a shit about that helicopter pilot. Like they gave her a couple of lines before that, mm-hmm. but we've just went through like an actual gameplay thing with this guy. Like he's, yeah. you know, quite literally could have saved my character's life many times over mm-hmm. at this point. And it is not trivial. It's not just like I have to get to a flag and that saves him. Like you actually have to put in the work. Mm-hmm. To save this guy it has a mechanical benefit like it's a really good intersection of theme and mechanics
0: yeah they here. earn it right by building yeah. up that sense of camaraderie which is like one of the themes in military media that really works for me
2: it does for me when it's done well oh yeah but it's still I mean, done well. like you have to have like up until this point every time it had been done like most of the characters again other than that first mission were like you know price is actually very likable but you don't know them at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just characters you don't know. Like all of the stuff with Paul Jackson, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know any of those people. Yeah, you know I, know, I don't like none of them are characterized well enough to earn it. Yeah, this is the first time where I feel like it is just like, hey, this is what you're trying to go through for up until this point in the game, mm-hmm. and you've succeeded. Yeah, good job. Do more of it, and mm-hmm. then you know they don't. But it's fine. It works really well here. Like this is the climax of the game for me, at least as far as uh, as far as gameplay goes.
0: Yeah, as far as enjoyment.
2: It's also, um, you know, unlike the protecting war pig missions, um, mm-hmm. this actually is a survive, you know, set traps and survive for a time. Like, you're given a bunch of claymores, um, you get to choose a defensible position, and you and this other sniper just, like, take on this, this group of people coming towards you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool. Like this, this worked for me really well.
0: Yeah. And not, I'm not sure how it's paced or, you know, if it's designed to kind of fall apart three quarters of the way through, but none of my attempts ever, you know, went flawlessly. Like all yeah. of it, all of it kind of felt like a, you know, hard scrabble fight to the very end.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, to me speaks of like a really good difficulty curve for it. You know, like it is you're like the best difficulty curve for something is you barely making it right. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you're aiming for. And this does that.
0: Yeah. And so much of this series is about like, oh, you're a one-man army taking down, you know, so many people. Um, You know, like, Ural, look at you. Aren't you the best? But like this, again, pays off on that very well because I don't know if it's because you're holding still as they're coming to you and you kind of get a sense of the magnitude of it. But like this really feels like a moment of heroism.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Way into it. Yeah. Um. So, and this is the origin story of Zakharov. Mm-hmm. Like this is why he's... So bitter. They These took armless. my arm. Um, so you're on to heat at this point.
0: Uh, you know, you've got uh, Robert De Niro, you've got Al Pacino. They only meet in that one scene, kinda. Yeah. 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 They wouldn't. They wouldn't be in the same movie again until Righteous Kill.
2: Yeah, because they hate each other.
0: Yeah notoriously uh yep so heat there's not much that goes on in this like this is one of the russian missions which should be pretty cool but this is just kind of an escalation of what we've seen before there's kind of a cool scene where like a bunch of charges go off on the side of this ridge as the enemies come up and also this is a little bit more of a defense uh mission at least at the start uh Mm -hmm. with uh smoke screens being used enemies you know just kind of really restricting your field of view and uh making the threat much more immediate as they emerge
2: I'm going to go as far as to say that the rest of the game is really kind of out of ideas mm-hmm. and not very cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it, it's never a slog. Mm-hmm. It's not like a like a, a absolute misery to play, mm-hmm. but nothing, like, not a lot stands out after this. Yeah. Like, it gets a lot more generic. Um, you know, the motivations, now that I feel like they've set up a proper... Kind of like nuanced motivation for your character by setting up this like this flashback mm-hmm. and setting up the nuke strike. The payoff inevitably has to be just military victory, right. and it just feels like going through the motions.
0: It's resolving itself of its own momentum.
2: Yes, like they just put the place, and it's out of it's 100 out of surprises, mm-hmm. but gameplay wise as well. When the first half of this game is marked with a lot of variety,
0: mm-hmm.
2: at this point there's not a lot to it.
0: Yeah, the only card that they have left is like a chase.
2: Yeah, yeah. which is you know not not fun. Right. Um, so you know you have this defensive mission. Heat. You have sins of the father, mm-hmm. um, which you're going after. Uh, Zakharov or Imarov's uh, son, mm-hmm. or is it Zakharov's son?
0: Uh, yeah, it's it's Zakharov's son.
2: Yeah, Zakharov's son in uh, in southern Russia, mm-hmm. and this is a joint British American operation. Two great taste <laughs> finally together at last,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like fish and chips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that couldn't be more incorrect. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, this is the chase mission. I like the setup for this where you're kind of clearing a checkpoint and then pulling a, pulling pull the old switcheroo. Yeah. Put Putting on the uniforms of the enemy, which has to be some
2: kind of violation. Yeah. <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. Um, yeah, that, that is cool. The chase itself is actually not that fun. No. It's got some grand theft autoing where like the person is immune to bullets until they get to the scripted point. Even example, worse I'll than
0: that, even worse than that, he's he he stands out in the distance. You can kill him, but you have to take him alive. Oh, so yeah. so you can fail if you you know kind of lose track. And this is a problem for me in these games. Like I enjoy Halo because every enemy has its own silhouette that is distinct from you. However, when you're dealing with shooting a bunch of people who who are in kind of the samey uniforms that are gray or you know like drab green
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh that that's really hard to determine what you're supposed to be shooting at so i would be emptying a clip into somebody and then a name tag would pop up i was like oh it's gas okay
2: sorry yeah. buddy yes sorry
1: friend
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah i see i maybe i was just missing him because i thought i was shooting him and it just wasn't having an effect mm. um but yeah it's possible i was not uh doing good aim mm. so but this is very long too this T yeah. sequence goes on forever mm-hmm. and uh, then you get to a roof in which he kills himself rather than handing himself over so far <laughs> um and you're on to ultimatum. Yes.
0: And this is this is everything kind of coming to a head uh with uh, another nuke kind of coming into play, right? Mm-hmm. So this is in the Alte Mountains, um the 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 launch base. And uh, you're kind of getting this uh, speech over the radio uh from Zakayev or uh, you know about what he's trying to do,
2: which is again, boo the west. Yeah, fuck the west. Um therefore I'm willing to kill infinite people. Yeah
0: um you know, for the for the glory of the homeland yeah yeah
2: uh so so you're doing again uh just kind of creeping along shooting at this point there's a cool part where the american sniper team emerges from the woods mm-hmm. um and they were you know their camouflage was working up until that point and then they just start walking that's really cool <laughs>
1: it's the it's the
0: same like principle that makes the tobias funke blue man group th- gag work yeah exactly <laughs> it's very similar <laughs> gene parmesan ah like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all they have to do is have somebody appear out of nowhere to make yeah, us I mean, like squeal like, a... with delight yeah.
1: like
2: it's cool yeah ooh la la <laughs> um yeah yeah you end up searching a house for sergeant greeks <laughs> yep um for 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 some reason or another mm-hmm. at this point like i i honestly checked out a little bit yeah at this point
0: yeah, but you're a group of the American sniper team and this gets you to kind of the proper uh final missions. Uh yeah. beginning with all in, which is the assault on the on the launch compound. Uh the 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 set piece, the centerpiece here is taking out these tanks. Um Yeah. which feels pretty badass as you kind of like walk up behind them and place the charge and then like get away. I, I don't know how it's if it's just because it's animated really well, like, you know, seeing your arm put out and, you know, uh slap the slap the uh explosive on and then you kind of like walk away. Um but yeah, that feels cool in a way that taking down a tank should.
2: Yeah, and you can also there are missiles around too if you'd rather do that. But this is the way cooler way to do it. Yeah, is uh, is put the charge. But like this level, like this missile silo full of hallways, like felt way video gamey to me. <laughs> yeah, in a weird way, like oh, like this could have been in like literally any game. Mm-hmm. Um, so after you do that, after you kill the tanks, you repel down the silo, get to no fighting in the war room. Uh, with it, at this point they're just throwing references out there. <laughs> um, it doesn't, you know, with with no sense of anything. Um, and this is the underground base of endless hallways.
0: Yeah, this feels video gamey as fuck.
2: Yeah, this is excruciating a little bit.
1: Yeah, even down um, to
0: like, oh, we're trying to get the door open. Hold them off. All this timed missions. While well, this time thing happens, as yeah. Gaz tries to crack the system. Yep. Yep. Yep.
2: Yeah. Um, Like there's a,
0: there's a little bit of indirect storytelling. Like, you know, when you're going in through the vents and you come out in the, in the, in the showers, there are like dead bodies in there. Like, I don't know if they ordered them to commit suicide after they initiated the launch yeah, or if they did it just out of like, you know, guilt or whatever. Um, But that's a pretty bleak image to walk in on.
2: Yeah. 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 So, so you make your way through here, Um, you get to the trucks and Zakharov is escaping, um, but you're able to abort the launch in the control room. At least the world didn't end,
0: says one yep. of them.
2: Yep. That's good. Yeah. And then you're, you're chasing him down um, on this kind of rail segment, mm-hmm. which I, like, I don't think these ever work that well in games. Like, <laughs> I guess this is, it does add variety, but it's not my favorite thing.
0: It adds variety, but they do it in a very bad way. So when you're in the gunships and you're just kind of like firing a uh, minigun with abandon and you're mm-hmm. only looking at the, uh, uh, the, the heat meter, that works because whatever, you don't have to like manage a clip. This, I think you have like 10 bullets to work with. Yeah. Like you you it feels like you're constantly
2: reloading, which is not fun. Yeah, it takes a long time to reload too. Yeah. If I recall. So you're just gonna get shot a lot.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um because you're being chased by a hind.
1: hmm
2: Um yeah. But eventually uh the bridge that you finish chase on gets destroyed. Um, Griggs rescues you, uh, pulls you up and gets shot. Mm-hmm.
0: And this is like the final showdown, like everybody is, you know, struggling and writhing around on the ground as Zakhaev and his and his goons, you know, kind of gloat over you. And Price, uh, you know, kicks the gun over to you and everything is kind of like you're just hearing a high pitched, you know, hum. Everything's in slow motion and it's up to you, you know, as you are kind of dying on the ground to pull everything off with, you know, three shots.
2: Yeah. And take like it, 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 Very somatic. Like, the idea of sliding a gun over to you <laughs> and stuff like it feels, it's very over the top. Mm-hmm. And you shoot the bad guys. Right. In the head.
0: Yeah. And that
2: is the end of the game. Yeah. Um, Price gets CPR because he's going to show up mm-hmm. later. Um, camera rescues you. And uh, everything is kind of swept under the rug. Right. Um, the government claims it was just a nuclear test. Mm-hmm. And uh, the search for the ship from the very first mission is called off. And... More things change, the more they say the same. Right. The public will never know. Mm-hmm. With the exception of, I guess, maybe Air Force One
0: gets hijacked because boo, boo, <laughs> post credits. Yep. <laughs> you know, as as we are left to contemplate the solemnity of war, with you know, contradicting quotes about you know the nature of man from Donald Rumsfeld and Gandhi. We've got, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, we've got like a little challenge <laughs> mission. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We've got a challenge mission called Mile High Club, which uh, yeah. for a time was like the crowning achievement. If you could beat this thing in a uh, with with the achievement time on veteran. Yeah. At least yeah. among the people that I knew who played this game.
2: Because it is it's a really intense, difficult uh, attack on a hijacked Air Force One,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, which is kind of cool. Like, it's a cool environment to be fighting in. Yeah. You know, like an airplane like this. Um, but yeah, and it's just kind of there as like a postscript kind of like map thing. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the story. As far as I know, unless it does, and I just <laughs> I, like, know, later it goes in and just like the second one opens up on Air Force One. It it, it
0: opens up right as you like uh, um, parachute out of the out of the plane.
2: Yeah, but that's a throw game. Like it's not going to you know. I mean, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it does it does skirt that line, um, but that, yeah, that's Call of Duty Four mm-hmm. uh, Modern Warfare.
0: I'm, I'm happy that we did this. I feel I feel like the... Hmm, let me see here. The political grossness didn't get in the way of me kind of enjoying the moment to moment. I'm very much able to turn my brain off um, and enjoy these things while still kind of you know, looking at it through a critical eye in the background, right? To say, okay, this is gross and to separate those two things. But I'm happy that we were able to look at it and at least, you know, see how well its attempt to call attention to how horrible these things are, you know, paid off.
2: Yeah. Like if I look at it through two ways, like I I think that it is at best um, kind of thematically, you know, mixed Mm -hmm. and conflicted. Like, I don't think it presents a unified front on that respect, and I think that's a flaw, you know, if you're looking at that. But if you boil it down and you just look at gameplay, like, I do think it works, and I do think it is fun to play because it is six hours long and it keeps distracting you with new stuff. Right. Like, another hour of runtime would not have been, would have been extremely unwelcome. Like, the the last hour of runtime in this game is fairly unwelcome, at least as far as I was concerned. Yeah you know, as far as what you're actually doing. The, the the very small and simple trick, or not trick, but like the core mechanic of the game doesn't have that much in the way of legs for me,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know? At least in the single-player mode where like you have predictable AI and, and you're just kind of doing the same thing. I can see why it would work in multiplayer, like having this very functional shooting that works pretty well and feels very tight. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to have an unlimited supply of, you know, human opponents. Like that sounds, that sounds really viable, but as a single player thing, like it didn't, it ran out of charm Mm -hmm. uh, for me a little bit before the game actually ended.
0: Yeah. But it was merciful. And so, you know, things that we lot on the show are kind of variety and, you know, editorial tightness, I I feel like. Um, And there is definitely some, you know, filler in this with the, you know, the combat hallways and things like that. But I think that the things that this does and how experimental it is, um, you know, at its, at its highs, um, you know, are laudable to a certain degree, even if the majority of it is kind of, you know, leaning on uh, you having some kind of affection for, shoot, you know, shooting dudes.
2: Yeah. Which, like, I mean, it's not every once in a while I do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I enjoyed playing through this game. Um, but, like, I, I I said this snarkily on Facebook, and I maintain it, that like, the best thing to come out of this game was to provide context for Spec Ops. Mm-hmm. Like, that is literally, like, that is such a it is it is a better game but also is so much more in line with what i want games to be Mm -hmm. like it's so much more thematically and artistically consistent yeah you know it has a thing it's trying to say whereas this is the servant of two masters like it kind of wants to say something but it also just needs to be a feel-good yeah shoot product it's it's compromised right yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah, and I would even go so far as to say, as I'm happy that this exists because it gives a little bit of context for Alpha Protocol too. Oh yeah, yeah, they, they they deal with very similar you know subject matter, right? And Alpha Protocol is definitely not as heavy handed as this, but uh, it covers a lot of the same ground, you know, even down to Middle Eastern and you know Russian conflicts.
2: Yeah, but where, but it's just it's such a masterclass on how you can do that better, though. Like uh, yep. when people when people like you know bag on. You know, Alpha Protocol, which I mean, I don't need to defend that. We defended at length, but like, it is just like, like it, you know, the story and the kind of the characters and the writing and stuff like that impacts play, whether it directly does or not, mm-hmm. at least for me, like I, you know, it gives me, if some, if the game is going to do something mechanically to make me want to care about a character, they have to narratively make me want to care about the character. Mm-hmm. And this game fails at that most places not every place, but many places, whereas Alpha Protocol, which mechanically was maybe not as tight, like had really well developed, interesting characters like, mm-hmm. you know, like they were all felt very different was <laughs> this game only has a couple, you know, distinct personalities yeah. among a, among a cast of a dozen.
0: Right. You know, the you know, the majority of the time a video game story will manifest itself as a motivation for why are you doing the thing that you're doing next? Mm -hmm. it's very much immediate and down you know down to the level and you know those motivations along with you know any kind of um world and atmosphere you know everything kind of hinges on that and you hit the nail on the head with why the no man left behind works in pripyat where it doesn't work in the middle east yeah you know specifically because of the way that they build up and earn that and you know Somebody who's probably being a little bit more charitable would say, "Oh, maybe they're trying to talk about you know where that does mean something and where it doesn't mean something but
2: they they're playing it so straight
0: that it would be you know that 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 is that is a huge reach to even try
2: and apply that yeah at a certain point you get to um where if somebody if you <sighs> How do I want to phrase this? If you want to give somebody credit for being satire or being making a point about something, like, you had to be really careful. Like, we you know, said it before on the show, and it's a, one of my favorite Monica quotes of, like, you had to be careful what you pretend to be because you are what you pretend to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that mm-hmm. is the case, then they failed making that distinction clear. Mm-hmm. Um, I also just want to say as a disclaimer, and if anybody was already, like, firing off angry emails, they might already be doing it before they get to this point. Like, even though I am dismissive of that stuff, I don't want to make it sound like I am dismissive of our military necessarily. Right. You know, like I don't like a lot of the choices our military makes, but I do appreciate, like the I, you know, I appreciate our our soldiers and everything. Mm-hmm. Like I appreciate that that is a thing. I think, but I really do feel like it is like they are often victims of this stuff too. Yeah. You know, they have my sympathy in a lot of ways. Like it is not. I don't have contempt for, for you know, GIs. Like. Yeah. I have contempt for rich white dudes making terrible decisions about murdering yeah. people without having all the context. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I have all the context. Hmm. But I just I don't necessarily believe or have faith that those people do either.
0: Right. And it's specifically because of, you know, kind of how, you know, important and massive those sacrifices are that the way that they're treated in media like this is incredibly important to think about. Yeah, because if you don't try and at least hold some kind of floor on that, it pretty much falls right down into like recruiting material and, you know, trying to, you know, warp the impression of, you know, the way people value human life in a, in a way that is kind of untenable for a society and trivializes any actual hardship that people have gone through in order to, you know, you know, do
2: these things. And is also just ultimately unkind and a dark way to think that I mm-hmm. don't care for,
1: Right.
2: you know, like when I, when, so I would urge anyone who's listening to this, who who's frustrated with my hippie dippiness or our hippie dippiness mm-hmm. um, to realize that like, Criticizing those the portrayal and that kind of lack of nuance is not the same thing as indiv- criticizing individuals mm-hmm. who are who are a part of that. Um, you know, it is just kind of that weird the arithmetic of human life that is part and parcel of militarism mm-hmm. is something that has always grossed me out, and I think needs examination.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, um, one of my favorite uh, things that like my one of my friend's uncles. Um, when we were early on in this most recent uh, Middle East kerfuffle, um, <laughs> there was a, a, a newspaper headline, and it said like ninety one United or ninety ninety one U S soldiers killed. And he looked at it and he said, "Oh, we haven't gotten any of their guys yet." Shit, you know, which is <laughs> like that said so much to me. Like it's just like, oh yeah, <laughs> like you know, they compared to the you know hundreds and hundreds and and, and thousands of people. You know, it's just like just saying that those people don't matter implicitly. Mm -hmm. And that's why I get so frustrated about these people who are just like, there are no politics in video games. Like, it's there. Mm -hmm. Like, all art is political, guys. Yeah. You know, you can choose not to look at it. And for this episode, hopefully, we did a good job of looking at it both ways. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, but it is there. Yeah. Like, and I think if you're if you're saying it's not there, you're fooling yourself.
0: Yeah, and also trying to say, oh, there's no politics in this, and we should take it all out of there. That is an implicit endorsement of the status quo, and exactly. is therefore a political, a political yeah. statement. Like you it's can't like
2: rush that in free will. It's like what? like if you choose not if rush said in free will. If you choose not <laughs> to decide, you still have made a choice. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, uh, to, to echo what Gary said, you know, I, you know, I, I come from a military family, like, and I've had several years where I've been very, you know, I I would even say still today, I'm like interested in military history, like that, Mm -hmm. that as a, as a, as a, uh, you know, kind of like area of study and thought is very, you know, interesting and intriguing to me, even though I am, you know, a, a pacifist when it comes down to it. Um yeah, I, I just uh, I, I hope that what it comes across is that this is complicated rather than you know uh, a, a single you know kind of a, a single minded judgment um, against what this is doing.
2: Yeah, that uh, again, I, I would I would back that up. Yeah. So I think we're we're more or less on the same same spot, but I just don't. Uh, hopefully, I you know that came across. Yeah. Please don't let me be misunderstood. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, <laughs> at, the, at the end i just want to be his intentions are good yeah. <laughs> oh lord oh man I, um,
0: I, I just i just hope at the end of the day all that i want to do is respect people like that's that's it
2: yeah so. yeah and not uh yeah you too um what do we do next time Cole? next time we are doing commander keen goodbye galaxy yeah it's it's about uh three-fifths a good <laughs> Game and about two fifths a bad game. Yeah. So let's <laughs> as we'll discuss.
0: Yeah. So let's let's talk about where that went wrong.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And 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 why are there's no commander keen now. Mm-hmm. I mean that's probably not why, actually. Yeah. I think that those games are all pretty well thought of at the time, but mm-hmm. like yeah. Um yeah, and then uh, after that we were doing uh Chocobo uh Chocobo's Dungeon. Yes. For the Wii. Um, which is delightful. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Yeah, it's re- it's really good. So I'm really looking forward to that. And like I like this I this springtime of us doing like these weird things outside our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Like Call of Duty, definitely outside our comfort zone. A lot of people were really weirded out when we chose that. Um, Commander Keen, like PC platformer. Burr. What's that? And then doing a, a straight up roguelike. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it is like the most softy, <laughs> accessible roguelike.
1: Like it is the cutest be.
2: possible game. Yeah, it, it is, you know, if it was the most adorable thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the mayor from the town looks like Paul Tompkins. <laughs> yes, he does, <laughs> doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. It's like I just keep thinking of was mayor, Paul Tompkins. <laughs>
0: Oh, do you wanna hear what we're gonna do next?
2: Yeah, I I know what it is, but I want them to hear it.
0: Yeah. So um we put out that poll, as we mentioned last week, and or last episode rather, and you guys came out in force and boy oh boy, uh, in trying to decide what survival horror game we're going to play this spring, uh it was really close. Yeah. It was the closest it was, it's ever been.
2: Yeah, it was it was as close a, a thing and uh I wanna on the face of that I wanna urge, you know, people to understand like this doesn't mean we'll never do not do the other games. Mm-hmm. We probably will at some point. Yeah. But for our next game, we're doing Amnesia, The Dark Descent.
0: Yes. So this is a game you can get... Uh, you probably have it from a Humble Bundle. Um, mm-hmm. uh, play it in the dark with some headphones until you can't, and then put on as many lights as you can, and keep on playing it because it's worth seeing through.
2: Which, Which will be like two minutes like this (laughs) game i think this game is among the scariest games that i've ever played um really up there yeah like this game this game does it for me in a big bad way and now that i moved i record and have my studio in a semi-finished basement uh that i am in alone and it's cold and i can't see behind me because of you know baffling and there are probably spiders everywhere (laughs) and i am uh only kind of looking forward to playing through this game again and just mm-hmm. having the shit scared out of me is <laughs> yeah. it is a super scary game, at least to me, like we'll talk mm-hmm. about it, but like more than the, every other game that we had on this list, um, this might be as far as being effective at horror, this specific kind of horror, like a deep elemental horror, not like a, Oh my God, I might've killed my wife horror, mm-hmm. but like an actual deep elemental horror. I think this mm-hmm. this series is probably about as effective as it gets.
0: Yeah. It, uh, it aims right for the gut. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited about this as well. I haven't played it all, all the way through since its launch. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I have a very similar, um, kind of, uh, c- kind of point of view. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. yeah, looking forward to being, uh, scared the shit out of <laughs> having the shit scared
2: out of me. Yes. And, uh, we know what we're doing for the hundredth episode. We've known for a while, but we're not going to announce it yet. Yeah, but we will announce it soon. And then we don't know what we're doing after that. So if you have feedback on any of those games or you want to suggest a game, um, or if you just want to get in touch with us, um, you can hit us up at www.duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. Mm-hmm. Um, we appreciate your thoughts. Yeah
0: um additionally you can hit us up at uh, facebook.com slash watch out for fireballs uh like us there i just realized we have like 700 fans yeah yeah which is awesome crazy it's been a while since i've like consciously looked at that number
2: yeah yeah
0: sorry i didn't mean to set you up and you yeah. did such a good job
2: of fighting it <laughs> no thanks i did i fought it until the end yeah change it change it to a um yeah so yeah that is a cool fun place to be And uh, we announced this stuff and we we talked to people Mm -hmm. on there. Um, You can also, uh, we just mentioned that poll, if you want, if you're like, what? These motherfuckers are doing amnesia? I wanted Resident Evil 4. Um, Well... Hopefully you made your vote heard, because mm-hmm. if you want to do that, uh, you can kick us as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com forward slash DuckFeedTV. And uh, one of the benefits you get in addition to like backer blogs and getting episodes early and physical releases and such is that pretty much quarterly, I think we're committed to doing these polls. Mm-hmm. And that's how it's worked out. And I, I think we'll probably continue that, that yeah. way in the future uh, where we, we put up four games of a certain genre and you guys vote on which ones you want.
0: Yeah. And uh, um, everybody's responded very well to those so
2: far. Yeah. And if it and if it gets you if it stokes your game boner, the um does you know the next pull for after spring will be summer and that will probably be an RPG. Oh yeah. Poll. So oh yeah. So so we we will come up with an RP some four RPGs, mm-hmm. four likely lads for you to to choose. Yeah.
0: I think that's about it. Um other than the Amazon links at duckv.tv slash chipjar. People have been great about using those and that goes a long way towards supporting the network. And then uh, you know, of course, continue listening and writing in. We really appreciate it.
2: Oh, oh and uh, I want to throw out a special shout out to Brian Wade oh. um, because I was trying to buy a copy of Monster Hunter for 3DS because everyone's going crazy for hunting monsters. And you can't buy a physical copy in, uh, in this town, but he was going to switch to digital anyway and he sold me his copy. Oh. And I feel like I must have the only copy of that game in this fucking city because really? I've gone, I don't know what it is, but I've been to a bunch of stores trying to find a physical copy hmm. and I couldn't find it. So he uh, very, like, he was downsizing anyway, but he hooked a hooked brother up nice and uh, i really appreciate it
0: yeah um let me know how that is because i have a new 3ds now and i understand that is the way to play it
2: so yeah yep um yeah new new 3ds man it's pretty great it's good good system play uh play and if you man don't buy it because i haven't sold mine yet if you uh if you're looking for a game i'll mail you my copy of fire emblem because you should play that i would be happy to loan that to you
0: yeah man handheld games (laughs) so good
2: yeah i i busted out my psp I went through and downloaded a bunch of PS One classics mm-hmm. recently, just so I because I wanted to have another little gadget that I had a bunch of games on. I've been replaying uh, Symphony of the Night mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, Front Mission three.
0: Nice. So I've been doing a cool. little. I've been doing a little bit of uh, um, uh, Breath of Fire four on my Vita, mm-hmm. which works mm-hmm. really
2: well. Like all PS One classics work on that too. Yeah. It's Some r- someday I'll get a Vita. I'm just <laughs> you know don't need another thing to take up my time. <laughs> yeah. But I want one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I think. Uh, Isaac Rebirth is coming out on 3DS finally. Mm. Like, it wasn't going to, but the guy who made it is dropping all these ridiculous hints that make it really clear that it probably is going to come out. Um, so if that's not censored, I'll probably get that on there, and that'll also put off me getting a Vita for a little while, but eventually <laughs> I will get a get a Vita. Yeah. Need some more exclusives. Yeah. Vita needs exclusives for me to, to take that plunge.
0: Yeah. Rumpa did it for me. But...
2: Yeah. Oh. Yep. Anywho. <laughs> this um, has been Games Chat. Yeah, this, this has been Games Chat. Um, kind of a shorter episode for us. Mm-hmm. That's the Games Chat yeah no. um yeah but thanks everybody and uh, until next time what should they watch out for
0: oh uh, they should watch out for ac 130s so those guys don't know what they're doing yeah i mean Indeed. apparently it seems i mean you're all yes. highly trained professionals dear god please don't hurt me
2: yeah i i shot so many innocent people during that scene
0: yeah me too i didn't mean to yeah but i mean that was the point think about it i did <laughs>
2: goes on the left flank yep. maneuver yeah maneuver 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 go you're doing it you're doing it go insertion keep point b doing it. keep doing it why is this turning into sex <laughs> I, I i like oh that's that's a weird way to have sex yeah. keep doing it you're doing me good it's a, insertion point. Up, soldier. <laughs> insertion soldier
0: yeah.
2: Ooh rah! erotic
0: erotic <laughs> fiction yeah Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, you okay. If we if okay, if we wrote a couple of erotic fiction books, like ebooks and we put them on the uh, on the Amazon Kindle store, we would make a mint from like military yeah. wives.
2: Like the uh I I'll, fuck I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> sir, sir duck feet dot TV, uh books. Yep. <laughs> just Book a
0: ducty imprint.
2: Yeah. The uh, erotic fiction. Erotic. <laughs> so. and then just like constant like, cause like it's already military. You know, terminology is already just terms for dicks. Yes, it is. Like it's already there's so many like things that are already euphemisms. It feels like
0: that's what makes Gamergate so funny.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, One
1: of many things. All right, Miss Packard has been a- compromised.